Hey, everybody, welcome in to The Wrap on NRM Streamcast. Tom Mazoway and friends here on a Friday, and what a great sports Friday. This is the sports guys just shining down on us some days, and today is one of those days. Live from the Jim Reels friendly Chrysler Jeep Studios in Farmington Hills, along with my buddies Clarence Black, D-Mac in the house on his Friday. The man never stops moving. He's like a shark. You, you know, know what, Sharks Ma- never stop moving. Maz, you know I, how I knew you were excited this morning? How? Because when I came in here, you gave me a, you had this big <laughs> smile and you gave me this big hug. Like, I was like, oh, must be some stuff Maz wants to get talk about. And, and uh, you know, baseball news. Some days the off. sports guys just shine. I love it when you're happy, Maz. So it'll yeah. be, we're working on every day now. <clears throat> hey, hold on. <clears throat> Ethan Perlman in the house as well, our stat man. The kid. Brian Ackerman, of course, from uh, Jim Reels. Second baseman for the Tigers? Jeep Studio. Yes, the Tigers' second baseman. My bad, Clarence. What what is, like, this is not complicated. I understand. He didn't cheat. (laughs) Jim Reel, Chrysler Jeep Studios. Uh Jim Reels, home of... Brian Ackerman. Tiger, Tiger second, second baseman. Brian, Brian Ackerman. Ackerman. Yes. Go see You Ack. struggle with this. Go see the Ack up on 14 in oh, Van Dyke. Tell him that's, that's like ridiculous. Hey, we got to sell some Jeeps up there and some Chryslers. Let's go. Get up there and get some. Get yourself yeah, some. Yeah, and, and before this weekend, might today might be a great day to get your new 4x4 uh, four four up <laughs> there at, uh, with the Snowmageddon snow. coming in. God, I hate snow. I had to get God, my, I, I got my hood lamb out. The blizzard. It's good. Yeah. They were talking about like hitting the grocery stores and people, all those yeah. people. All oh, the the bread's gone, the milk's gone already. <laughs> it's all gone already. Now look, if I I'm a I'm a winter hater, but I know there's people that love winter. I mean, Darren, you probably love winter. You skate, you're probably a skier. See, that's just a stereotype. It's not just stereotype. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm and I'm Canadian, Matt, so I grew Canadian. up with this. Yeah, you know, you yeah. probably dig it. Yeah, no, no. I, I lived in Florida for like parts of six years. My blood, you know, my blood spin Gary. Out. How about Calgary? It's cool. Yeah, I, just because that my profession, <laughs> right. just because my job took me. Did you? Did you never serve? Did you go to Afghanistan? Hell no. No, so you didn't have to go. Did you go? To, you were you were in other hot places. Man, though. I've been in other hot places, but not that hot. No, exactly yeah. hot and dirt. See, I just the cold mass. You know, I like my ice. Not anymore in my drink, but just you under just, my skates. You can have it in your drink. You can have I could. Coke. Coca-Cola, a little water, a little go. ice But tea. look, what a good weekend, man, to sit inside, though. I, I mean, the baseball NFC. scandal won't stop. We got football. Hey, I mean, NFC, if this is the AFC weekend, champ- yes, this we is the weekend be, to be snowed in. We should be talking about, wow, it's NFL championship weekend. It's NFC, AFC title games. But that's on the back burner. For yeah. Us. It's on the back burner because baseball. It's spring training. No, it's not spring training yet. It's Buzzergate. Buzzergate is now the hot thing, and Ethan is already shaking his head at me because he says this Astros buzzer thing is being blown out of proportion because Major League Baseball already looked into it. Yeah, am I, I, am they, I, am they, I right, they, kid? They, they looked into it over a month and a half ago. They said they found nothing, and then they, you know, re- reiterated that after the World Series, and now we're back to it. You would think this kid works for the Strohs or something. I worked for the Tigers. Yeah, let me tell you something. I remember, I so remember Altuve going around those bases after he hit that home run against the Yankees. I wondered why he ran into the dugout. Yeah. And I wondered why. I I remember saying, saying like I didn't think anything suspect was up. I you yeah, know no, I thought he did. Nobody like, did. But it was weird Except because he's not teammates. It got me to think like there's different guys. Like I was always a guy that when you don't score a lot. 
you want everybody to celebrate with you. So when I scored, I just stand there and yep. be like, yeah, boys, here I am. Jump up against Look the I, Right, exactly. You well, know, go, the video, go to the nearest guy. Right, I don't run away from guys. I run to guys, right? Like, it's like, like, yeah, I can believe it. <laughs> just in case you, you forgot what it? it looked like, this is Altuve running around the bases after that home run against the Yankees. There it is, right there. You can see it. Oh, there he is. Now watch. He's pointing to his sh- – oh, don't rip this off. No, no. Oh, no. Oh, come on. Oh, don't, don't do it. Don't. don't do it. Now he continues to run into the dugout, literally. Everyone's on the field celebrating. Well, he makes a bee – excuse me. Okay. Excuse okay. me, young man. Go ahead. He makes a beeline dad. to the dugout. He went dad, dude. <laughs> he went dad. <laughs> he Not only does he run to the dugout, he grabs the championship T-shirt first from the guys that hands out the shirts. He takes it in. Rips off his stuff, takes off his little buzzers and all his tape, puts on the shirt, comes out of the dugout, and Ken Rosenthal, a fox, catches up to him. You asked your teammates not to tear your shirt. Why? What's that? Did you ask your teammates not to tear your shirt? Why was that? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm too shy. Last time they did that, I got in trouble with my wife. <laughs> I don't speak English. English got bad. My English got bad. What did you say? He don't want to answer. That's a great answer. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's a universal answer. answer. Now there's oh. other videos of his sh- he's shirtless, like in like five. Oh, his, other wife, home his wife got mad. His wife got mad, obviously. So yeah, definitely it was I, I believe him. So yeah. so let me ask you this, right? So with Rosenthal being so astute to that question, does that mean that there's there's got to be a murmur buzz? Well, everyone thought that, and, and Rosenthal answered that question saying, mm-hmm. no, I didn't know anything. The producer put that in my ear, so I figured I'd ask him. That's what Rosenthal I'm just wondering, there's always, like, there's always and an everything, like what we all hear. And, and even though we're technically in the media, like... Uh, I my knowledge of this situation is what everybody else's is, is what I've seen, what is in the media feed. But I know because if I'm gonna tell you, let's say say for example, my knowledge of Detroit Red Wings organizations, I know a hell of a lot more than I even say and with what's going on, just even that I know because of things behind the scene. To me, where is this trickle down yeah. as far as behind? Yeah. There's always that's why it, it keeps getting worse and worse and worse, you know, because I think, you know, when this first came back up and you go back to the to the 2017 and when they're you can sure hit, hear them hitting the garbage cans and, and when they, it was and off. They had speed. been doing that since 2014, which was the funny part. Well, they were practicing when they were bad. So when they were bad, they, when they <laughs> hey, when we get really good in two years, we're really going to know what the hell. We're you know what that about. whole thing reminded me of? Not that it applies to me, but that whole thing reminded me of that whole that whole joke about like. If something inappropriate, like when dudes get busted, that whole thing reminded me like he's there and Ken Rosenthal's his wife like, give me your phone. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's like Who, whose phone? Yeah, <laughs> your phone. Give me your phone. Like, I, um, I think I, I think I, I think I peed on it. I don't know where it is. Where's I your phone? It. Is it in your pocket? Let me see your phone. You never without your phone. You never without your phone. Where's your phone? So Where's hey, your phone? Listen to these Where's numbers. your damn phone, Jose? Hey, we're gonna get Rob Parker on from Fox. Our he, good buddy. These are unbelievable. Like, you got to break it down. Listen to these numbers. Jesus. This is the 2017 playoffs for Jose Altuve, who we all know is a phenomenal player. Great player. Just like Barry Bonds was a great player before he became Hercules. Yeah, but it's still, Maz, we give the stats, but it's yeah, not about, because I got a point. His home on-base percentage and slugging, they call that ops. His ops are 1541. 
a good number is like 800. He doubled that. His away numbers for the 2017 playoffs, 0497. So he's more than – he's 1,100 points better at home knowing what pitches are coming than he is on the road. Well, that goes to the whole point, right, is that you brought up Barry Bonds, uh, whatever, is that I would rather have a guy use steroids or – or cheat in a way that other people can then knowing what I'm going to throw because you're a professional athlete. That's like if I was a professional poker player and I knew everybody's hole cards. If I lost, you're going to lose because you're going to take the wrong odds. But for the most part, dude, if you lose money, you're an idiot. But at the time, the thing that makes it different, and I go back to this, Conti's brilliant scientifically, his brilliant scientifically, is that he had products that were ahead of yeah. mm-hmm. testing? And right, they right, were, right, right. They, nobody knew. They're like McGuire was taking Andro. He had it years in his before stall. Andro. Dude, he had it in yes. his stall. He'd be doing interviews, and there'd yes. be bottles of it. Because yeah. I remember going, "What? Wonder what he's taking." You know, like, and yeah. I think I might even ask Drapes because you know this is different. And he's like, "No, that don't." That's Compe- not so, good. so let's so let's all just put this in a way. There's competitive advantage, and then there's cheating. Yes. Barry Bonds was giving himself a competitive advantage with a substance that at the time wasn't classified in any way. Right. In any way. Right. And he was still, oh, by the way, he still had to do, you know, the work or whatever. So I, it, that's competitive advantage. That's his body. That's him. And these weren't banned substances. And that's why I hate when they use that. They became banned substances. He didn't use banned substances. That, that pisses me off when people say that. Yeah. They became banned substances. At the time, they were unclassified. But they're right. steroids. But it doesn't... It, Performance enhancers, sure, whatever. I mean, one was... what you want. Well, look, one was recovery. It's, it's irrelevant what it yes. was. It wasn't on the list, so it's... It it's, wasn't anything. You, If you tell me something is... it, Well, it is this. Well, that's determined by the FDA. I mean, there's a there's a reason why these things I think, are... I think it's a great ...classified point. the way they are. I think it's a, a, a an advantage that you're uh, giving yourself as opposed to cheating. Hey, there's two yeah. different things, and that's that's the integrity. Well, these, it, it, look, these these greedy these greedy bastards in, 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 uh, in 2008, these economists that were sitting there doing math and coming up with all of these different mortgage derivatives and all of that stuff that nobody could regulate it because these idiots made it up, pushed it out there. Somebody went, well, that's a great idea. Yep. Now, today, they're like, oh, no, we would regulate that a lot more. But at the t- at, this, is the, this is the brilliance of creation. Creation does not keep pace with regulation. So, right. you know, when people say, well, Barry Bonds was using the banned substance, it's like, well, that's after the fact. Yeah. Well, After the, the no, I, I totally agree. It's 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 like the the whole thing is a, what I say is a, with the opiates versus the cannabis. Where we're at 2020, the education on both of of pros cons whatever it is, the education's there. The technology's advanced, so are like you said the. That means the basis of of regulation should advance too, which you see in different states slowly but surely. But you know, you you look at nowadays the concussions, the PTSD, the opioid epidemic. That's on the forefront because we're aware of the devastation that it has. You can't be mad ten years ago, fifteen years ago when I was taking it when I was playing because you, there was no education that this would happen. So I totally, I'm 100 percent on board with you, Clarence. All right. For more on uh, the baseball scandal, guy that does not have an opinion, it's uh, Rob Parker <laughs> from Fox <laughs> and FS1, our good buddy. Get robbed, and of course his book. If I'm writing. 
I'm ripping. And it's uh, <laughs> he's on with us live from uh, L.A., La La Land. Good morning to you, Senior Rock. Wow. Three of my favorite people. My goodness. Good morning. How you guys doing? What's up, bro? Good. You must be. Hey, Rob, you must be doing that big uh, FS1. We might be seeing you on TV later on. You're up so early. Yes. You know what? I'm going to be on the herd at. Uh, I love Colin. 11:45 Eastern. So yes, I am on the herd. Well, I look forward and to watching you, brother. I will be watching as well, it. my man. Tell Colin that he's uh, start start picking games better. He he had a bad couple of weeks. Yeah, he gets. You know what? He he's one of those heart instead of head guys. Yeah, Maz wouldn't know anything get, about that, Rob. No. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of people get caught up because they like a team or they like a player. I'm I'm struggling right now with the Titans Chiefs. Like I, I, I the Titans. I mean, the Chiefs should win. They're at home. We just saw them put up a lot of points. We know what their offense is like, but the Titans because they can run the ball and Henry. And also, I never can trust Andy Reid in a big game. I, I, I really, I want to pick the Titans. I don't know where I'm going to go, but I want to pick the Titans. Hey, Clarence picked the Titans straight up against the uh, was against the Pats, right? Yeah, straight Pats and Pats. Uh, no, and Baltimore. And, yeah. yep. Clarence actually, you might want to listen to what he has to say because I'll tell you, Rob, last week he broke down that Titans Baltimore game <laughs> exactly the way that it was going to go down, and he. Put the benchmark on Lawan and Conklin up front, moving guys four yards into the backfield. Then you got Henry coming downhill. Is it going to be the same with Kansas City? I think he, you know, you have a great question you're asking yourself if you can take him. Yeah, you know what? It, it is. It, it isn't as easy as people think it is. Uh-uh. <clears throat> it really isn't, and especially given some of the uh, history. If you remember last year. They were the better team going into that game against the Patriots. They got shut out in the first half. They struggled, came back. We all know the D4 lined up offside right as Brady threw the game-losing pick, man. That was the just like the worst thing. This guy is an all-pro. How do you line up offside, I mean, in a big situation like that? But they lost, and they've lost, I think, seven of their last nine home playoff games. So... I don't think the Chiefs are a layup. They're not going to lose this week, Rob. They're going to win it. They haven't won since 1970. They're going to win it for the old AFL. They still rep the AFL, which I love. Well, oh, yeah. No doubt about it. Well, because uh, of their owner, right? Of course. Lamar Hunt. Lamar Hunt. Hey, before we uh, do anything other on football, because the other game's a toss-up, by the way. That San Fran-Green uh, Bay game's a toss-up. I need your baseball expertise here on on what's going on with the Astros, now the buzzers and all of that. Baseball, I know, looked at this prior uh, to the <laughs> year. He, our, our little boy buzzers, Ethan here, man, our young man, Ethan, buzzers, man. described it. Uh, he said baseball looked into it. They let it go. This was also the 2019 playoffs, and this is not Correct. the 2017. Right. So now we're looking at back at, at tape after the home run against the Yankees and don't rip off my shirt. It's Altuve. Then he runs into the dugout. He puts on the championship T-shirt. Comes out, Rosenthal asks him, hey, I can either let him rip your shirt off. And he's like, what? I don't speak English. What would you say? And then, right. you know, <laughs> then he said, oh, my wife don't want me to show my, my abs off or something like that. What, what, what's your take on this? And, of course, the Mets, man. I mean, the, the Mets. Uh, all right, let me start with the Astros. I, and I heard you guys earlier before I just came on. And when people talk about PEDs compared to this, this is the worst as far as using technology to cheat. And everybody knows how hard it is already to hit a baseball. And if, if you give people 
an advantage like that. It's unfair. It's it's flat out it's flat out cheating that cannot be tolerated. So the Astros to a lot of people, and then people are starting to do splits and look at you know how uh, Altuve batted 420 at home and 120 on the road. Do you know what I mean? During, oh yeah. During uh, these playoffs and World Series and whatnot, and then you you just got to question it. And and I think that the um, you know, Major League Baseball, when they handed out the uh, one-year suspension and, and, you know, to the managers, and, and I get it. You know what a lot of people are saying? Well, the players shouldn't be exonerated. And, Darren, you can speak to this. I, I, I think when it's organizational cheating and it's allowed to happen, you know, and, and the general manager and the manager turns their head, how, a player is always looking for an advantage. So if if it's available, you know, that doesn't mean that everybody would use uh, we lost Rob. I think that we lost him. You know, but the, the thing that uh, I think he leaned on it, he was probably falling I'll, back asleep. I'll uh, <laughs> I'll comment to to in the dressing room, but he's got a point because you and it, and it's sort of like the mentality we say with with sports to to the military, right? You're a soldier. You you you're 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 an, and and especially like I would say that it it have to be an iconic guy. You know, like a, like a, a head of an organization that would have to be a guy like a Steve Eisman or a Tom Brady, and and in no short of terms, that high of a level of a guy to be able to say something because the rest of us are gonna go if we see our leaders. You know, the organization, the leadership looks up the organization. We follow our leaders, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, I, I can speak for myself is. Is I wouldn't have uh, Rob's back, but like I wouldn't have liked it. You know what I mean. But Rob's got a great point. Is that you're going to go the, along? As, as a military man, I will also tell you this, and you're we learn this. Man? We learn this on day one. I will not follow any order that is immoral. You can give me an order, but did you order it, the code red? I, I'm not answering that. <laughs> <laughs> did you order the code red? I don't well, have to answer I, that. But and I and I get and I get that and I get the point. Like I said, some people who 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 would 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 maybe not participate or not be involved. And even Mike Friars, who blew the whistle, was there. And I think it wasn't until you know it, this reminds me of of the Patriots with with Eric Mangini and and Bill Belichick. Remember, he's, oh, yeah. a, he's a disciple, and when he was on the Patriots, he knew what was going on, and then he gets his job with the Jets. And what did he say to Bill Belichick? Don't do it to me. I, I know what you do. Don't do it to me. And he ratted out Bill Belichick <laughs> with the right? Because, of course. Because all of a sudden, you're not a, a part of that anymore. And you see the guys cheating. Again. Then he didn't get a job anymore. <laughs> no, nah, he did. He worked in <laughs> the uh, Browns. He was a defensive coordinator. No, he was defensive. He, well, he got the Browns head coach's yeah. job. And he was defensive coordinator with the 49ers. That's right. He did work. Rob, at this point, now, so to me, this feels like, this feels a lot like the Cosby thing where every single day there was another accuser for almost like a year. Do you think that we are at the tip of the iceberg on this thing or do you think like this is going to like maybe this is going to start to cuz no players so 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 far no players are involved. So do you think this thing is going to start to to die down as we get to spring training or do you think like this is just going to going to start to ratchet up even a little bit higher? I think it's going to ratchet it up because people are going to now start looking. I, I can tell you right now, at The Athletic, at ESPN, at the Houston Chronicle, there are people right now going through video after video of 
of Altuve's at bats, at Bregman's at bats. You know what I mean? Oh, Looking yeah. for that stuff, and there'll be more stuff coming out. And, and the one thing that that I find very very curious is, and you guys all know him because he played in Detroit for a long time and is a big time star. But he's the most vocal guy when it came to anti PEDs <laughs> and cheating. And now we haven't heard a peep from Mr. Justin Verlander, yes. have we? That was my my question to you, Rob, was yeah. if uh, for all our Detroit people and you being a Detroiter yourself, what is it that Justin Verlander like? Is there uh, is there something that he can come out and say that helps his cause, or is it best you know sometimes like? He's sitting there and not saying something is is his best option right now. What what do you think? Probably not saying anything because you can't. No one's going to buy that you were in that dugout, you were on that team, you had no idea that was going on, right? I just it's impossible to believe that you had no idea. So for him to come out and say, "Well, I didn't know this was going on," but he just can't even say that. He's been so vocal That's and so I- against the PD guys. He'd have to condemn his own organization and his teammates, right? Absolutely. That's absolutely. Right now, the, the players have been silenced because the deal they made with baseball is you guys talk to us, you know, tell us what's going on, and we won't you know, suspend you, but you guys can't talk about it. You heard what they said to the Dodgers. Baseball said the Dodgers are not allowed to talk about this stuff. I mean, they got robbed. Let's face it. They got, ro- they got robbed twice. Yeah. By- <laughs> look, at, yeah. look at their pitcher, uh, Clayton Kershaw. I mean – if anyone, you see the numbers yeah, the numbers are amazing. When he pitched in Houston <laughs> and when he pitched in LA, it's incredible. It made really him is. look like a bad pitcher. People so... were saying he's through. He's through. No I... wonder he's through. They knew what the hell he was throwing. This is the worst. Like <laughs> this is even worse than, to me than Pete Rose. You know, like like you know, for whatever. Well, it's like... or, it's or, it's organizational. And Rob, that brings me to this question. So my my gut feeling again, I'm just going off of my gut is that. Major League Baseball is either going to say every single every team every city is you're, we're going to hire an independent um, analyst somebody like that maybe guys that were former CTOs or you know um, technology guys and you are either going to get spot inspections or this person will be on staff at every single game they will be a it will he will be a representative of Major League Baseball mm-hmm. who will literally. Be there every game, walk the grounds, and and be there to regulate your technology. You think that? Do you know you, what? Do you think I, that may I, happen? I agree. I agree with that from the standpoint that if people start to feel like this is not on the up and up, and you got wrestling going on, and you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Once you, once you mess with your integrity, and people don't believe what they're seeing, or you know, people are cheating, you could damage the game to where people go, "I'm not watching that." You know what I mean? They're cheating. Uh, you know, I uh, watch my my team all year play great. They play this other team, and they get annihilated. You know what I mean? And I can't figure it out. It doesn't make sense. So baseball has to be very careful with this. And that's why they were harsh on Pete Rose. Anybody who knows, and you guys have covered sports and been around, when you walk into a baseball club. Oh, we lost him again. But you know what? Pete no Rose, I'm, I'm, the sign. I, I believe this. Pete Rose had a deal with Bart Giamatti. Hey, look, I'm going to suspend you. In another two years, I'm going to bring you back in. And the guy dies. The commissioner died. So everything that the deal between him and Bart died with him. I'm I'm convinced that he had a deal with Bart Giamatti that he was going to be able to come back eventually. Because how do you keep the guy out? I mean, yeah, he bet. He didn't bet against his team. He bet on his team. 
And I, I can't make any excuses. He bet. He can manipulate the game. can't get on that hill with you, Matt. But I don't, but but Maz, I'm taking that back. But, Maz, to your point, yeah. I'd be more willing to have this conversation with you about Pete Rose, um, you, you know, morally, you know, being incorrect, but the, the cheating. And, and my point, and Rob brought it up, you know, where it brings a stain. Can baseball afford something like this because it's not like viewership's flowing through the roof right well, now. Let's, and look, But let's look at it like this too, though. Maybe this is just the day and age we live in. So we live in a day and age now where every single team has a social media manager. Mm-hmm. Um, players have social media managers. So social media is a part of our world. Technology is a part of our world. Rob's back. The NFL has to deal with technology. Base- baseball has to deal with technology. Uh, football has to, and, and baseball have to deal with you know, concussions and all these. So all of our sports have to adapt to where we are as a society. So the idea that they're going to get oh, some type of technology regulator is not beyond the scope of where it's 2020. It's just a reality. Rob, finish your point on Pete. Yeah, and, and with Pete, you know that you walk into the clubhouse of any major league team, and the biggest sign in the room is about gambling. Because, again, you know, when, when you have people starting to gamble on the sport, and mess with the integrity, you could you could lose the sport. And Pete Rose's case, and I've heard people make this case all the time. Well, he only bet on the Reds. First of all, I don't believe that. Okay, if you're a habitual right. You're right. gambler, there's no way if you got a guy on your on your rotation who's getting been lit up the last two games, and you know he's not at top shape. Why would you not place a bet against him? I'm just that that doesn't make sense. Number two, here's how you could bet on your team and still hurt and still mess with the integrity of the game. If I have a big bet on tonight's game, right, and and I can wear out my bullpen even though I have a doubleheader tomorrow, okay, because I need to win this game, I got a big bet. Oh, man, that's got to be – that's so frustrating. But he's correct. He's absolutely right on that. And I wanted to ask him about the Mets manager, and it don't look like we're going to be able to keep him on the line long enough. But as you were saying, as you guys were saying – Betting yet, there's no place for gambling. But I really do believe he he would have been reinstated by now. Well, you look at like and it goes back to Clarence's point, right? You know, as 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 we evolve into the into the years and technology evolves, the you know, the rules sort of have to change. So in that in that aspect, um, you know, with the betting, betting's becoming legal yeah, and stuff. You know, care. but but it's it's it goes along to the conversation is. It's 2020, not 1970. Let's reevaluate. Dude, if you bet on yourself to win, we're good. I only care if you bet on your team to lose. You better heard what he said. You bet on yourself. Like I'm, I'm with you. But you heard what he said. You can wear out your. I I understand the integrity of the manager and stuff like that. And you know, whatever it is, you know what it is. Gambling and buzzers don't work in baseball, I guess. So I, I got a, I got a question because I look, I looked up Altuve's 2019 postseason splits, home versus away. His batting, his batting average and his OPS are pretty much even yeah. in 2019. In 2017, you could see there was a drastic That's n- what we change, about. change in numbers. Yeah. So is banging on a trash can more effective of a way of cheating than if they had were wearing buzzers? Because the numbers really aren't Doesn't that matter. different. Doesn't matter. It's all it, cheating. Uh, I mean, let, let's, 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 let's put a bow on this. 
Do you look at Jose Altuve differently than you did before this whole thing? Came yes, out? absolutely. Yes, I, I do not until there's actual proof. I saw the proof. I, I, I until there is I actual what I needed. proof. I, I saw it. I saw what I needed. I, 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 I saw it. I'm not stupid. See, I saw what I, I needed. I'm done. Yeah. I will I, never. I, I, I will I'm, never view him I the same. I'm more. I'm more mad at Bregman. I'm more mad about Bregman. He's a talker too. Well, that's what I mean. Is listen to the interviews and the ball player, and you know, like he's a throwback and and stuff like that. That oh man, it just. It's disappointing, and and Verlander disappoints me. And yeah, I know he hasn't said a word, but he talk he talks a good game. And I'm I'm a Verlander fan. There's a lot of people that don't like him because he's probably not a great guy. Uh, no, he's, he, I like him. Yeah, well, I'm just talking about to different people that go to try to interview him and everything. Oh, he, yeah. he he's the shit. Oh, you media guys. Yeah, he's the yeah. shit. I mean, he's <laughs> he's the guy. I mean, the guy's if, got Kate Upton. I mean, if you held and are holding guys out of the Hall of Fame for conduct that you as a voter determine when against baseball, the Clemens, the Bonds, the steroid guys, then you are you literally will be struggling to defend some of this stuff when it comes you around. You can't. You can't. You will struggle on this one. It shouldn't be a struggle. It should be just like I've – it should be like watching I think they the should vacate it. I think they vacate the World Series. It doesn't you matter. You don't give it to the Dodgers, just vacate it. But it doesn't matter. There's no so winner for that year. Nobody wins, nobody wins it that year. But they you already, vacate it. They already made a, a billion dollars on, on all the you stuff. You know what I feel the worst about around here? Poor Jess. Poor Jess. He loves baseball. Jess Monticello. Yeah, Jess Monticello from, you know – Baseball mainly. Baseball mainly. That just bums me out because that's that's the old. He's out playing. He's fan. still playing ball. That's now. what I'm in saying. Fifties and sixties. You 60s. know what? Like there's there's guys that grow up and and literally love the game for the yeah. game and and you know to listen to to yeah. God, it's, we it's heard sad. him. Jess says, "Hey, there's ways of stealing signs. There's ways of doing things. That's the good. That's the good thing. Yeah. If you could steal a sign, or yeah, if you but, could listen to, a uh, to into a it. huddle, mm-hmm. you, you do it that but way. Man, I, but you I don't do it this way. You, you don't do it this. I way. watched the Deion Sanders thirty for thirty, and it was interesting because it, you know it was Tim McCarver, and so Tim McCarver's a purist. Anybody who's ever heard Tim yeah. McCarver, and Tim McCarver was fan. you know on Deion and ripping him about being a, a me guy and all that, but he didn't cheat the game. No." And that's what kills me about this. It's almost like, well, this is okay, but not this. You can, we got unwritten rules about you can throw at my guy. That's respecting the game. Is throwing a throwing a ninety throwing a ninety five mile an hour fastball at my head is respecting the game, but you can't do bat flips. Like it's just this, it, this, this. Dude, bat idea. flips should be like touchdown celebrations. I but bat a, flips disrespect the game. <laughs> I love but organizational cheating. Well, I, you know I what? If you bat flip against stealing, me, I'll throw a little bit on, inside man. on you, and you know, we'll talk, we'll chat, and then when I hit a home run, I'm gonna dance around the bases Dude. too. I like it. Oh, you're nationally. If, if you strike, if you strike me out, yeah. if you strike me out and you fist pump and you're like you're. Man, Dude, do you, bro? Do you? You you got me. Yeah, you, you got me. You get it this time. I get it. It's emotion. The game is played. You. I hate this idea that baseball is like being at the library. Yeah, I love. I, so I'm. I mean, I'm a sports guy. I love sports, yeah. man. I loved uh, the Mac and Roe Connor. Oh. Yeah. The emotion and also the fact them two dudes did not like each other. But if you and I, I'm trying to remember what year it is. If you are a sports fan, it is you have got to watch it because it is literally two dudes. John they McEnroe, could they Jimmy could Connors. be at the park in Southfield on a they do not want to lose to each other and they are going. It is as emotional and and as hard fought a sporting contest as I've ever seen. Made in my me life. a tennis junkie. Watching a friend of mine guys. told me he's like you got to see this. He's like yeah. he's like as an athlete you will and I I damn near watched the whole thing because I could not believe how 
and they are jawing, and it's just and Connor's just yeah. and McEnroe's like <laughs> yeah. going, and I'm just like, yes. And then when McEnroe played Borg, Borg was a robot cyborg. And McEnroe's jumping all over, <laughs> yeah. and that made him even more and mad then, because Borg yep. would just, Borg would just not say a word to at him. At one point, Connor's an ace, and he looks at McEnroe, and I, I'm like, like, did he just did he just call him motherfucker? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, it's all. I don't, and I don't again, man. I don't need like after every pitch. You no. know what I'm saying? Like I, I hate it when a guy on first down gets a tackle oh, for I a loss, that. and he gets up yeah. like he just won it. Like, bro, especially I, when you're down like. 15, yeah, 17 like, dude, points. Come on. Like, oh, relax. Because then if they turn around, like, or oh, I'm third, like, you know, it's all oh, it's third and 15, and then if they convert See, it, then you look stupid. I hate that come first on, down signal, but I like Zeke's <laughs> eat it. I like, I like, I like Zeke's. It. I like when I he jumped I, into the Salvation Army uh, bucket. I loved it. <laughs> that was good, too. I loved but in it. baseball, it's like you strike a guy out and you pump your feet. Oh, you just showed up, my guy. Oh. Yeah. Hey, give me a break. Oh, man. Like, dude. All right. Please. Hey, plenty more coming up on the wrap. Clarence Black. Darren McCarty, Ethan, and myself, Tom Mazaway, here on NRM Streamcast. Quick time out to hear from Jim Reels. Check out the newest member of Jim Reels' family of dealerships, the all-new Jim Reels-friendly Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Romeo. During the Black Friday sales event, lease the 2020 Jeep Compass Limited 4x4, now just $199 a month with zero down. Or lease the 2019 Ram 1500 Crew Cab Bighorn 4x4, now just $199 a month with zero down. For your best deal, it's the all-new Jim Reels-friendly Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Romeo. And there's nothing more friendly than a great deal from Jim If you or your family is touched by autism, learn more about Freddy's Foundation at hashtag pop the tap at freddythepizzaman.com. That's F-R-E-D-I, thepizzaman.com. Or email freddythepizzaman at gmail.com. And we're back on the wrap here on a Friday. Thank you to Rob Parker. Sorry about the phone problems. We'll uh, get that straight for next time. I wanted to bring back uh, just a couple of things more on baseball before we move on. Alyssa Nakin joins the San Francisco Giants staff. She is the first woman to actually going to be a position coach. Am I correct there, Ethan? She'll be the first, yeah, female uh, assistant coach full-time. Uh, that's the first. Now, game. Aubrey Huff, I think people know Aubrey Huff, and this guy <laughs> likes to create a buzz. <laughs> Aubrey Huff He's has now come out, and he is saying that this is a bad move. I mean, the guy speaks his mind. you got to say that for him. Hey. But he's out here again now saying, what are you kidding? About that life. This? What are you kidding? Aubrey is about that life, man. He is living his best social media life. <laughs> he is out he there. He has literally man. found a new, an, and if so, if you're not familiar, also Aubrey, uh, weeks ago or, or whatever it was, he drew a picture of, uh, a, like, basically like a stick figure picture, too, where he's laying down and, and some Iranian women uh, are waiting on him. Yes, and, and he's, he's like, oh, and I will you say that the women, the women in this picture that he doodled were well endowed. Let me just put it like that. <laughs> And they are praising him and thanking it anyway. It, Thank it, you for being an American. Yeah, oh, this whole thing me. got political, but because of just the the tempo and the temperature in our country politically, this picture is now going for like hundreds of dollars because he took so much heat. So rather than just ignore the tweets, Aubrey Huff went a whole another direction. He he literally <laughs> responded to everyone, and some of his responses were amazing. And he had responses to our, one of our own lions. And I mean, he is just about that. He is li- him and Kevin Durant right now. They want well, all of that smoke. Yeah, I guess they're all bored. They oh, gotta be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just. But in a day, hey, listen, in a day and age where 
athletes say very little, right? Andy Dalton, Russell Will. I mean, I, I hate vanilla athletes, personally. I'll take this all day, man, because these dudes are just, they're going at it. <laughs> this stuff is hilarious. Well, and, you know, and the, and the, and the difference is, is uh, you look at it, and and with Aubrey Huff, is he still players? He was tired. No, he's oh, done. He's tired. So, but but you know what? He's there's a, there's a difference. You bring up Kevin Durant and Aubrey Huff. Aubrey Huff, man, he's he. I guarantee you, going to his phone saying, "Who do I get the yeah. best with?" Bro, today? but he yeah. did it like one guy. One guy said something. He basically was like, "He's like, bro, I'm rich." I'm a World Series champion. I look good. What do you got? And it was just like, oh. That's what I'm saying. He's a so, scorcher. Dude, but I love it because that's just like he's waiting to check his yes. phone. You know, no they, I, I, and it goes to show you because because of the way, let's just say, the temperature that you took it in. You knew he was with the politi- political yes. thing. Whereas Kevin Durant, you know, all that stuff, that just makes him look. We, like it makes him look like. Well, the other thing is he petty. said what people are thinking. Yeah. Yeah. He said exactly what people are thinking. Absolutely. And man, I get it. You know, women don't play major league baseball. Why is one on the roster? Uh, there are a lot of people who feel the same way about the NBA. Now, my personal thing is is, is Becky sports Hammond sport. in, Becky Hammond in yeah. San Antonio. And Becky Hammond knows her stuff. She's so, gonna be the first listen, NBA Becky, head coach. If Becky Hammond is coaching me, I'm listening because the lady knows basketball. I don't know this particular individual, but if she knows base, if she can do the whether or not she can do the job, will be found out very quickly. Well, and what she'll be doing, uh, according to the San Francisco Giants, is that she will be working pregame with the outfielders and and throwing BP. That's right now what her cool. responsibilities are. But we not only see it with baseball now and with the NBA. But uh, the Football. Arizona the Arizona Cardinals hired uh, a female and San Francisco well, yeah. and the Sports sometimes has to kind of get past itself because look around man like some of the best dressmakers in the world are mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. women they're yeah. men. Yep. So I think we still kind of have an archaic way of viewing things where it's like come on. Like, okay, I'm going to be archaic for a minute. Throttle, right? throttle back a little bit. <laughs> Can I be archaic for yeah. a minute? Yeah, sure. I'm born in a family of women, okay? I have a mom. I have four sisters. I have a wife. I have three daughters, <laughs> okay? I only have my dad, Sammy Maz, and I got my dog, Jeter. Those are the only men, really, in my life, and you guys. I love sports. I brought my baby sister up to be like a brother. She was, she was supposed to be a brother, and she turned out to be a sister. My sister, Jenny, who's a, an attorney in Jersey, I'd put her up against anybody. I love it. As far as sports talk. Love it. Nice. My daughters, I'm trying. It's not really getting through 100%. (laughs) They play ball, but they don't really love to sit down and watch games. They'll watch the Super Bowl, but that's about it. They don't really want to watch it. They do come sit with Dad once in a while. All right, but I'm going to be here. Here's Mr. Archaic. I've been a fan of sports since I was eight years old, and I mean a junkie. I can remember games where I'm watching. I remember what my dad was wearing when the Immaculate Reception happened. I remember things like this. I love my announcers. I'm an announcer's man. I don't want a woman calling my games. I don't like it. It turns me off. The women that they have doing it now, it just doesn't do it for me. I'm sorry. At any even color? No, col- no I don't want a color analyst okay. either. You know what? Jessica Mendoza, I got used to her. I like her. I, it's something about her I like. Now, how about the f- in football? Because most of the sideline reporters are. I don't bother me. Sideline so reporters side, don't Sideline are fine. So it's, 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 it's in I'm the I'm talking booth, about talking. the play-by-play. 
I, of the game. I can respect that. I don't know what it is. I'm sorry. If you want to call me an no, archaic that, listen, or whatever. You have, you have every... Bro, that's a turnoff. That's honest. No, no, that's but honest. That's fine. That's 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 cool. It's like for where 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 my attitude is. I don't care who it is talking about whatever they're talking about, but know what you're talking about. Know what you're talking about. They like, do like, know like, what they're talking shit. about. They no, do know. No, no, I understand. But but the, here's the difference, Maz, and it doesn't doesn't make it right or wrong. But it's the honesty of it is that I don't notice really like you turn on like oh wow like this. Look who's announcing. Right. Yeah. I don't. I will notice. Oh, this is Joe Buck and and Troy, or this right. is oh whatever. Jim but Lance I don't. And Tony. I, right. I don't know which game who's covering, so I don't care for that. But I will tell you, it doesn't matter who it is. I am one that'll turn the radio on, listen to the radio broadcast, yeah. and turn the TV off. Like a lot, I do that with the Wings a lot of time. Listen to Ken Cal and Paul Woods, sure, and turn off the national feed. Right. I do that with the Tigers. I can't stand listening to Kurt Gibson. I love his knowledge. I can't stand the the blandness of his announcing. That happens. You, you can do that. Everyone has their and, taste. And there's nothing wrong with being honest for what, like the the transparency. Well, let's say if I was on a national radio show right now, I would get roasted. Oh, you'd be done. Yeah. I'd be done. You'd be done yeah. for saying something like that. And that's not right. No, it's not. It's Maz, my opinion. But, the, but here's the thing: we're here at, at Ma, we're here at Maz and Friends at NRM Streamcast, right? And it's like I said, I, I was told this because um, if anybody knew, as I do, Darren McCarty slaps a comedy tour, right? And somebody told me early on in comedy we do this, and I said, oh, that's cool, because in my world. When my name's at the top, we do it this way. So I'm Maz and Friends, because your name is Tom Mazaway, you can be honest and tell you the truth. Like I signed my book, My Last Fight, True Story of a Hockey Rockstar. I signed it, Enjoy My Truth, because it's my truth. It's how I remembered it and everything else. If somebody else remembered it differently or have a different opinion, please give it to me. But I love the fact, and don't ever change who you are, Maz, and and stuff like that. So I I know that if I want to hear a female broadcasting if there's somebody that I like, don't go watch a Maz's house because it probably won't be on. <laughs> <laughs> now listen, if I'm watching a tennis match, Mary Carrillo's there. See, there you I, I love her. So golf. What I about, love her. What about I don't, I don't like golf. I don't give a damn see, who's I love doing it. it. I, I, I love give a damn who's see, doing it. See, and that's right. See, I, I don't care. I'm a golf guy. But it's like I am. You know what I mean? And when you listen and, and I tell anybody that I've played – you know, where's the bell? Ding, 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 ding. I played with all the different seniors. There's your bell right here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was gay. <laughs> um, I played with the seniors, uh, the PGA guys and the LPGA Ooh. guys. And I'll tell you that this, out of all of them, I would play with the LPGA every time, every year and at the Meyer, every chance you get because it's so much fun. But it's just the knowledge and the separation. So it's about where you're at and what, what you like. That's cool. If she can do the job, she'll be fine. Yeah. yeah, because if not, those guys are going no, to that, eat that, her alive, and, and that's, the, that's the bottom line. You'll know, you'll know early at least yeah. because when you see, like, you'll hear about. Well, it. that's the same thing Pop said when Becky and they were like, they were like, "Oh my God!" Becky and Pop goes, "Dude, forget about me. I wouldn't bring her in here unless mm-hmm. I know she those guys, and she's going to be able to get their attention. And then if you ask them, she's just another coach. When I listen to Doris Burke, I'm not like, yeah. man, this, you know, that Doris. I, like I came around as soon as I heard her and she was talking and I realized, oh shit, she knows what she's talking about. Yeah. Oh, we're good. Right, right, right. Like, we're good. Nancy Lieberman was way before anybody. I mean, and a love to the shock I here in, hated, in Detroit. You Nancy if you know, no, I like if Nancy. you know what you're talking about and you're passionate, now what makes football different is the fact that it's like, okay, well, 
Uh, did you play? Like what? I, so I, but I get that. I everything. Everybody has their comfortability, and you have the right to that. You have the right to be comfortable. I mean, we talk about the Rooney Rule, right? We talk about like that everybody. Fake rule? Everybody made a big deal about the the oh, his name, man. Uh, the Carolina, the owner, uh, Richardson. Is it is it Richardson? It was. He passed away. No, the new guy. The new guy. The new one. And, the guy that and, went after yeah, uh, Matt Rule. Self-made man. He's a yeah. he's a he's I a fina- he's name. a finance guy or whatever. Yeah. But they were talking about the things he liked about Rule, and it was he was I was a short order cook. He was a short order cook. We're both self-made. We're you have the right to your comfortability. Period. And if and if it's a guy who you relate to, if you're tall and white and you play the cello and the coach you interview is tall and white and plays the cello and he's a pretty damn good coach, you don't have to sell that as a as a as a as a black man. You don't have to you can say like, hey Clarence, I loved you, man. This dude, we got a lot in common. Like, I'm like, bro, go like we're good. That's placism. That's placism. Right. Try and and think about it. Comfortability. You think get, of, you have the right to be comfortable. Everybody thinking about the terms of where they're at. And think about where we're at right now. Then our uh, new radio media streamcast trying, you know, getting this thing going in different different forms. Right. We got yeah. Maz mm-hmm. and friends. We got we went to the baseball grind time. Star players, Wars. Geeks. Know, every, <laughs> geeks, we geeks. Baby, love my geeks. We got geeks. We, we got, got a I'm a geek. I, so am I. And 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 that's the whole thing. It's it's the the comfort. Comfortability. Well, look at you guys. You guys are Star Wars junkies, and you're looking right. at a guy who's never seen a Star Wars. Yeah, right. don't mention that. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm say that on the air, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I watch Rocky. Well, you know what he's got going. He doesn't. Hey, he doesn't know what Jar Jar Binks is. He didn't have That's to. That's true. He didn't, know, get so he didn't get the prequels. <laughs> he didn't get the prequels. I know Jojo White from the Celtics. That, there you go. Rest yeah. in peace, Jojo. White. Yes. Yeah. Great Jojo White. I love Jojo. I hated him. I hated the Celtics. I was man, a Nick I know, but I love Jojo. I know. I did appreciate. Speaking of Jojos, listen, and Jojo McNeil, right? Was that not a former? Uh, uh, New York Jet, or there was a famous JoJo. Anyways, I named my cat when I was eight years old JoJo because I saw the name. I like just, it. it all comes it around. Was Freeman McNeil, by the way. No, but there was a JoJo somebody. There was a Freeman. McNeil. Was he a Jet? A JoJo Jet. I thought there was man. I thought I saw Jet JoJo. All right, let's look it up, Stat Man. Look right. back in the in the seventies. Hey, and again, and 80s. enjoy my truth. That could man, just be. Awesome. Uh, hey, so bringing me to women in sports, Jessica Mendoza. I told you, you know, she's on ESPN, Sunday Night Baseball. She's with A-Rod and Matt Vescursion. She's a tremendous softball champion. There was a JoJo Townsell. JoJo Townsell. That's it. I knew there was a JoJo. She played for UCLA. He came on over. Anyway, Jess Mendoza. I knew I wasn't crazy. I told you, he's he's all right. So Jess Mendoza also works for the New York Mets as an advisor. So she comes out a couple days ago, and she says she's on – the morning show. She's on uh, Golick and uh, Troy Wingo. So they ask her what's up with the Mets, blah, blah. You think that Carlos Beltran has stepped down? So she kind of goes into the whole spiel that she thinks Mike Fires is, well, and I'll just paraphrase, that he's a rat. He shouldn't have done what he did. Uh, she didn't appreciate it. So then people kill her. They chew her up. They spit her out because she's not only an ESPN analyst, she works for the New York Mets who have – this other cheater, Carlos Beltran, on their staff, who's going to be the next manager. So, but before you know it, the Mets get a hold of her. She comes out and respins her her thing, saying, "All right, the guy did put his name on it. Uh, I I appreciate him putting his name on it. Let's get this behind us because there's no room for cheating in baseball." So here she is. She went. She goes back out and she backs down on her original statement. So I, that's all I wanted to 
bring that up. Get, do, do you have any problems Phil, with that? Phil Garner, so former Tiger yeah, manager Phil Garner came out, said Scrap the same thing in, in an interview, and he and he didn't. There's no paraphrasing. He flat right. out called fires rap. Right. I think what they're both trying to say is this underlying aspect of when you play for a team, you are a member of that family. Mm-hmm. Whether that be for a day, whether that be for 20 years, when you put on that uniform, you are deciding you are going to be a member of that family, buy into the culture, and there is a, a sacred bond that says, like, what you It's like a confidentiality here, agreement yeah, yeah. without what signing you, it, what but you, you agree do here, you in the door. Yeah, what you do here, what you see here, what you say here stays Sort here. of like Vegas. Yes, because <laughs> you do move around. From that standpoint, I get it in this aspect of what Phil Garner was saying. When you were when you were wearing the uniform and benefiting from it, if at all, you were okay with it. And then you left unceremoniously, whatever, good terms, bad terms, it doesn't matter. But there's an unwritten rule that when you leave, it's one thing to go to your guys and say, hey, we're playing them. Here's kind of some things you might want to do. It's another thing to go to, a, to another team and then start airing the the laundry, yep. you know what I'm saying? If if something happens, if whatever, if I'm if I'm living at your house or somebody's staying with you for a few months or whatever, like it's just it is just courtesy that what you see here is you know like training camp. Yeah. Hey, you know you may only be with the wings for what? How long is training camp? What the, a, a month? Uh, it's changed. Couple no, weeks. No, okay, a couple changed, weeks. But so, but whatever. Right. Hey, young fella, you may only be here a couple weeks, but while you're here. After you leave here, you get cut. You don't get cut and then turn around and say, well, I want to tell you what I saw Darren McCarty do. Like, no. There's an unwritten rule about. Well, NFL mm-hmm. has the practice squad. Yeah. There are players, there are teams that pick players off the practice squad yeah. of the team that they're playing. So don't tell me that these practice squad players aren't going over and telling, hey, look, they're going to run this, run this, run this. Yeah, that, but that's again, part that's of the, the game. The competitive stuff I get, man, but this is more like the housekeeping, the the dirt. Yeah. Dirt. Let's just okay. call it dirt. Like, that's the stuff you you don't do. And, I mean, he spent two and a half years in Houston, and he really kind of – that's where he kind of started to shine. Yeah, he, before, put, his, he put it back on – he was he – Before improved. coming over to Detroit and then going over to Oakland yeah. where he had a great year last year. But Houston really got him back on track, and I think it was just very, very kind of – Unprofessional for the organization that put you back on the map. I asked the for athlete you, for, you to, for you to just go it's out. More, and look, man, out. Ethan, you're gonna keep trying to spin yeah. this cheating thing. Is to I'm the not. Best tr- I'm not can. trying to spin no. it, but I think there's I, a point. Astro to, Ethan promo. I think there's a point to how how he brought it out. He, oh, he well, brought it out in a, in a way where it seemed like he was ungrateful for what they had done for him. No, he brought it out in a way that it didn't seem as severe as buzzers going off in a jersey. Yeah. You know, like, or banging on the, the can't, no, I get it because it, what it is, is it's everything that you're taught. When you leave the house, you don't air the family business outside mm-hmm. your house. That's exactly what this is. It's Never take sides business. against the family again. That's what I told you. Jason Garrett was there 26, bro, 20, you know how much shit you see in 26 years of gonna, employment? Is he going to go to the Giants? He There's a good chance. He interviewed for the offensive coordinator. Yeah. I, I guarantee you the extra deal, he, he got a whole separate chunk of money mm-hmm. that was mm-hmm. about housekeeping mm-hmm. and, and, and what he has seen Hush there. money. And I think that Jason and, and don't will... think he didn't know it all along. I mean, yeah. it's like the clapper mm-hmm. sit on the sideline, and and you know what? Like he's smart. Don't get get like and and to Went your to, to your to your point. Do you think he's gonna go to the Giants? 
Dude, he hasn't play called. I think what's important for him is probably being able to go to Jerry's house and have dinner. And I think Jerry probably said, you do right by by me as a person Mm -hmm. in your 26 years of being here. Professionally is whatever. It's not going to work out. We got to go a different direction. But you, Jason Garrett, the person, can always come to me. I will will always help you as a person. But the day you air Dallas Cowboy Laundry, we're done. He would never. I don't see him as. He's a soldier. In in Jerry's army, and to the point about about the Giants, I think it's if, if you, you know, people look at it once that well, why don't you do like uh, Mike McCarthy? He got better the way he was out. John Gruden is out ten years, and he got a hundred million dollars. But this is Jason Garrett, the individual. He's an offensive coordinator, a quarterback. He hasn't called plays in a few years. Mm-hmm. The staleness and all that stress that he's been under, and and having the Cowboys. To me, I think taking that because financially, be everything else, everything's good. He's there's a a nice little we're friends. Jerry yeah. hugs and kisses and he doesn't know he doesn't belong. He needs to take a step back, man. He needs to take a year off. I think there's but, something. But to But what that I'm time saying off. is that what if he doesn't? It's because he loves. He wants yeah, to call plays. Yeah, I get yeah. it. You, you get why he does I it. One hundred percent get it. Yeah, I would. And he wants I, to be successful, and he wants to show people like, no, I can be successful. Man, I, I one hundred percent, I one hundred percent get it. All right, who do you like this weekend? Chiefs, Titans, Tennessee, getting seven in Kansas City. What's the wait, weather going to be like? This, I'm going to say it the could same be thing. I've been waiting. Bro, all, I've been waiting all same, day to hear this. I'm going to say the same thing that I've been saying, and people don't understand it. When the guy in front of you is hitting you as hard as humanly possible, eventually it wears on you. The, the Kansas City front is going to find out, like, everybody – people keep thinking this Derrick Henry thing's not real. Like, dude, the hole is going to be there, and then a truck's coming through it. And there's no secret to what they're doing. And Patrick Mahomes, the same picture you're going to see from Deshaun – or uh, um, Lamar Jackson, you're going to see Patrick Mahomes sitting over there. Freezing. Upset, freezing, and, oh, by the way, not on the field. The Chiefs are impatient. They want to go score right away, yeah. and that's great. You can't score if you're not on the field, and that Chiefs defense is shit. It's and not. It's better than it's been. It ain't good enough. It's better to than Houston. They are about that defense is about to get the equivalent of a beating, <laughs> a straight up twelve. Like they're gonna get jabbed in the face, and I'm telling you, by the third and fourth quarter, it's going to be a, a it's going to be a joke because you can't prepare. That's what I keep trying to say. You can't prepare for it. Everybody keeps talking like, well, yeah, okay, they can run the ball. Big deal. It's like, no, dude, it's not just that. It's it's cold. It's it's the weather's not good. All of these things play to the team that wants to literally be in a Tennessee doesn't want to be in a football game. They want to be in a fight. <laughs> and they and the and, Chiefs want a football game. The listen, Chiefs want night if it was ninety degrees and sunny and everybody was drinking, like, ah, let's play football. Hey, let's, think about it this way, right? The, the Titans are in the – they just are going into the finals, the conference finals after playing two, like, seven-game wars. And Kansas City, even though, you know, maybe they lost the first one at home, but they swept the series and they swept the second one. They haven't had that adversity, like, getting punched in the face. It's different when you're taking speed off the top. Right where you're not being physical, but if but watch this, and for anybody who is like me and didn't play football or whatever, when Clarence broke it down, he said the difference is watch where the line moves, right? So it's Henry's not getting hit like every other running back 
at the line of scrimmage or a yard behind the line of scrimmage. He's getting hit first contact three yards into the backfield. And if that goes on for 30 times, it's it's one of these things that demoralize them. The running game is demoralizing. And when you want a war, you know, so to me, is it's imperative for the start for Kansas City because they can throw points up really quick. But the key to me, and I think that why you're so right on, Clarence, is there's a defensive tackle named Chris Jones that plays that plays for Kansas City that that hasn't practiced and didn't play last week. And I don't care where you are when you're in a war, you're good for about a quarter, and then and then if it goes, I, I have no reason. See, if I was betting still, I bet Kansas City. But my boy Clarence here just slapped me on the side of the head. Because what he said is just the matchup. That's the it's one thing attrition. that he said. He's flipped me two weeks in a row. He said, it's attrition. So, he's so going to flip me again. Here's the thing. Guess what three yards becomes in the in the third and fourth? And they, they, I keep telling it's people, five, like, look six. at it. Yes. So in the first quarter, it's like, oh, Derrick Henry, I, oh, three yards. He three gets yards. stronger. He gets Because you get tired. Yep. Because Jack, smiling Jack Conklin, was my favorite player. And Taylor Lewan, they just keep hitting you, man. It, best quote, Ray Leonard, undefeated Ray Leonard, faces Duran. And afterward, afterward, so he takes you know takes his loss to Duran, and, and they like what happened. And Ray said, "I I was coming to box. <laughs> Roberto came to fight. Yeah. The Texans came to play football. They ain't better at football. This is a fight. The Titans are better at fighting than the Chiefs. So, so you're taking Tennessee again? I'm taking Tennessee three. All right, field goal. I'll, I'll take. I'll take. Oh by the way, oh by the way, Ryan Tannehill, like the the Chiefs, 30, 30 out of thirty one. Touchdowns, red zone with Tannehill. Yeah, amazing. Sick. Thirty out of thirty-one, and he's throwing for like a hundred yards a game, and they're still winning. All right, all that said, I got Tennessee and San Fran. You like the Pack or the or the, or the Niners? No, man, Niners in the mile. Same thing. Defensive front. Same. Gonna, th- yeah, th- that four gonna, man. Aaron, I feel bad for Aaron. Ethan, it's a who's bad, your Super Bowl? It's a bad weekend. Aaron. I got Kansas City winning by three, and I got San Francisco in a blowout. All right, Sunday. NFC AFC Championship weekend. It's awesome. And of course, the Super Bowl coming up in two weeks on February 2nd in Miami. It's going to be beautiful there. So if Kansas City gets there, look out. They'll have that good oh, weather. Yeah, that's, that's... They'll have that good weather. No, it sets up for them, man. It I'm... sets up for them. I just like anybody who thinks this is going to happen is crazy. I'm rooting for the Chiefs. They haven't won since 1970. I love the AFL. For Clarence Black, Darren McCarty, Ethan Perlman, thanks to Rob Parker. This is Tom Mazaway on the wrap. Don't forget Grind Time with D-Mac. And uh, we got Foster and King. King and Foster coming up in about an hour from now. Make sure you tune into that as well. Happy 98th birthday to Betty White. Oh, God The beautiful Betty White. Get her a Snickers, baby. I love her. We'll talk to you guys soon. Have a great weekend, everybody.